0: What will our story be? We don't live to have that history about us, but we do create a history. And today, we will learn about Esther in the Bible. Many things happened in her life, but I'm sure at that time, she didn't think this. So let's see what her history says. Would you pray with me before we start? Heavenly Father, we actually are excited to be here with you, to sing praises to you, to issue worship to your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for your presence and time in the wilderness, for the Holy Spirit teaching us and navigating us through the journey of life. Thank you for community, as we're stronger together than alone. As it is written, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all you people of the earth, for that he loves us and is unfailing. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Praise the Lord, amen. Well, my name is Linda Murphy and I'm part of the teaching team. We meet each week to go over uh, the teaching for this week. We give input. It's an honor to be on that team. Last week, Norma Farthing spoke on Habakkuk, as if I really know how to say that. I don't think we ever agreed on how to say that name. But... Um, As noted in 586, the southern kingdom of Judah is overtaken by the Babylonian empire, and the Jews are taken into exile in Babylon. This happens just like numerous prophets had said, if Judah did not turn from their abusive and corrupt ways. This effectively ends the era of the kings of Israel. But like we learned last week in Habakkuk, Babylon was corrupt too, and God said they would not escape judgment themselves. A hundred years later, the ancient empire of Persia has overtaken Babylon, and that is where we find our story this week. Within the last century, some Jews had returned to go home, but some were left. That includes Esther and Mordecai, two of the main characters of today's story. By the time we pick up in this book, Esther actually is a queen. And they're in the Persian capital of Susa under King Ahasuerus. History calls him Xerxes. This slide shows um, our basic players for today, good, bad, and ugly. Mordecai was a Jewish man in the fortress city there in Susa, the cousin of Esther. He adopted Esther after her parents died. So she, she was raised by him as a father. He taught her, he instructed her in the ways of the Lord, uh, what was correct activity, as they came and went throughout their day, much, I'm sure, like Lindsay and Tim have instructed and guided our Esther. They were born in captivity, but it's evident by their actions that they still served the God of their fathers, right? And so even though they were in captivity living in this city, It seems like they had some form of um, uh, typical activities as going about their day, not quite like we do, but in their own way. So how did uh, Esther come to be in a harem, which is where we would find her today? Just the thought of it. so, actually, she lived as part of King Ahasuerus' harem with his other wives. I'm sure she didn't plan on that. And how did she end up as the queen living in this harem? The delightful King Ahasuerus uh, uh, kicked her out, Basically. She didn't come and perform and display her beauty during a a drunken festival. She's out. So they said, go find a beautiful young virgin in the land. Who is the most beautiful? And it ended up being Esther. Do you ever wonder if God really has a plan for your life? I wonder if Esther wondered that as well. Now God's name is not mentioned in this book. It's the only book in the Bible that God's name is not mentioned. But we'll see his activity threaded throughout these 17 verses. So we started Esther chapter 4 verse 1. Now when Mordecai became aware of all that had been done, he tore his garments and he put on ash cloth and ashes He went out into the city crying out in a loud and bitter voice throughout each and every province where the king's edict was written and announced. There was considerable mourning among the Jews along with fasting, weeping, and sorrow. Sackcloth and ashes were characteristic of many something really bad must have happened. Sackcloth and ashes were used as a symbol of mourning or repentance. Someone wanting to show their repentant heart would wear sackcloth, sit in ashes, put ashes on their head. Sackcloth wasn't like something we're wearing today. It was made out of black goat hair and it was very uncomfortable to wear. A sign of mourning, sorrow. The ashes signified desolation or ruin. Something has happened, not only in the capital, but in every province, every province throughout this kingdom. A link to that Persian empire actually is in the learning guide. I challenge you to go check it out. When Jonah shouted to the crowd of people in Nineveh, we see ashes and sackcloth. He shouted and said, in 40 days, God will destroy Nineveh for their wickedness, for their evil." The people rent their clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes. And when the king heard of this, he came off his throne, took off his royal robes, put on sackcloth and sat in ashes, put ashes on his head, and commanded all people and animals not to eat for three days and to pray earnestly. God did not destroy Nineveh. When Esther's female attendants and her eunuchs came and informed her Mordecai's behavior, the queen was overcome with anguish. Although she sent garments from Mordecai to put on so that he could take off the sackcloth, he would not accept them. So Esther called for Hathach, one of the king's eunuchs who had been placed at her service and instructed him to find out the cause and the reason that Mordecai's behavior. So Hathach went to Mordecai at the plaza of the city in front of the king's gate. Then Mordecai related to him everything that had happened to him, even the specific amount of money that Haman had offered to pay to the king's treasuries for the Jews to be destroyed. He also gave him a written copy of the law that had been disseminated in Susa for the destruction so that he could show it to Esther and talk to her about it. He also gave instructions that she should go to the king to implore him and petition him on behalf of her people. So Hathach returned and related Mordecai's instructions to Esther. So thus far, Esther really hasn't, it doesn't seem, disclosed that she's a Jew. And she's only allowed to go into the king's presence when when she's invited. If she goes in to see the king uninvited, it's certain death. That's a penalty. We don't joke around about that. That's another character that we have in our, our story today is Haman. Haman rose to be the uh, highest assistant to the king and he hated the Jews. He, <clears throat> he was quite evil. And he came to a, a, a position of power But I can tell you that the God of Abraham that they serve is way greater. On a certain day, the Jews were to all be killed, men, women, children, and, the, and, and they could take their plunder. They would, not only would they decimate the people, but their land and all that they ever had. <clears throat> Sounds like a a kind of a bad situation. All of us have been there. We've all had our backs against the wall. What do we do? I think they've pretty much got their backs against the wall. So Hathach returned and related Mordecai's instructions to Esther. Esther replied to Hathach with instructions for Mordecai. All the servants of the king and and people of the king's provinces know that there is one only law applicable to any man or woman who comes uninvited to the king in the inner court. That person will be put to death unless the king extends to him the gold scepter, permitting him to be spared. Now, I have not been invited into the king for 30 days, When Esther's reply was conveyed to Mordecai, he said to take back this answer to Esther, don't imagine that because you're a part of the king's household, you'll be the one Jew that will escape. If you keep quiet at this time, liberation and protection for the Jews will appear from another source. While you and your father's household perish, It may very well be that you have achieved royal status for such a time as this. Do you ever wonder why you are where you are and what you're doing? And does God even see or care? Is it pointless? Sometimes around this holiday, people do start feeling heavy Pointless, but it could be that we're exactly where we are because that's where God wants us and can use us that day. Mordecai made a bold statement a bold statement of faith that God would provide protection and liberation for the Jews, even if Esther did not participate. That reminds us of the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's in the book of Daniel. And when the king said, all people will bow down to this golden idol. They said, no, we we do not bow down to false gods. They were sentenced to be thrown into the fiery furnace. They declared, much like Mordecai did, that the God they serve is able to deliver them. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow down to your idol. Sometimes uh, you'll go against common sense and even what you want to do in order to follow God's plan. Esther deeply understands why her father was wearing sackcloth and ashes and crying aloud in the city. Esther understands the king's edict of destruction against her people. Esther is faced with making a decision that could cost her everything. Her very life to save her people. This will require a leap of faith. You must hurry! was a leap of faith. And so I'm not sure that we don't feel any different than that sometimes when God leads us to do something, to take action. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go assemble all Jews who are found in Susa and fast on my behalf. Don't eat or drink for three days and nights, night and day. My female attendants and I will also fast in the same way. Afterward, I will go to the king, even though it violates the law. If I perish, I'll perish. So Mordecai set out to do everything that Esther had instructed him. I think for three days and three nights Esther searched deep inside of her soul wrestled with what Mordecai commanded her to do she must have paced the floor thinking of another way to solve the problem surely there was another way there must there, there, surely there's something I'm not thinking of maybe she knelt with her hands reached high beseeching God for help For three days, she contemplated the choice set before her. Three days, does that sound familiar to you? Abraham prepared a sacrifice to God, climbed up the mountain. He didn't really have a sacrifice, but he said, but God will provide. And God did, and on the third day, a ram was found in the thicket. On the third day, Joshua brought the children of Israel into the promised land. And on the third day, Christ arose from the grave, overcoming death forever. I believe that each of us have such moments. We have moments when we need to be still before God as Esther did to be still and know that he is God that he is faithful to his word and that the Holy Spirit will lead us to understand why we are where we are and what his will is for our life Will the worship team please come back up? Reading Advent through the eyes of the book of Esther reminds us that Advent waiting should never be merely passive. Advent waiting means recognizing that God has prepared each of us to act this very moment bringing God's justice and mercy and peace to the world. The book of Esther encourages me to think beyond the boundaries I see set before me and to trust God and that his faithfulness endures forever. His faithfulness, his faithfulness endures forever. if you feel hopeless today or that you don't matter please know that you do matter that God cares for you this table represents the body and the blood of Jesus Christ So the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. And in the same way, he took the cup of wine, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as you drink it this table is open to all that are seeking God we don't dismiss by rose please come as you feel led thank you for being here we will also be taking up an offering in a form of worship to the Lord as well thank you